Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. Today I'm joined by super talented musician and artist Charles Wilson III, otherwise known as Black Bock. Charles, how you doing man today? You well? I'm great. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah, really well. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you um how ha- how are you uh how have things been for you recently? Where where are you joining us from actually? I'm joining from Las Vegas from Sin City. Oh cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you uh been up to anything sinful recently? I don't suppose you No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I have been in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Much no like way. all of us, man. Yeah, yeah. Um how how have the the last I guess nine or ten months been for you? Um it's been a bit of a crazy time for everyone. Have you have you been managing to to stay busy and stay productive on the music side? You know what? It's it's a it's a crazy thing. I mean, 2020 was has been a year of losses. Um, it's been a pretty hectic, crazy year. But creatively for me, it has been absolutely marvelous. It has Great been a stuff. wonderful year to be creative. Um, the past eight or nine months have been some of the best creative flow that I've experienced in my entire life. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Is, is, do you think it's just been out of necessity, you know, when we first got locked down, you know, did you just get into the studio, start writing? Yeah. So when we got into this, uh, when we went into lockdown, I just started writing. Um, I was enrolled into a, a program called the Creatives Workshop. It's hosted by uh, marketing guru Seth Godin. Sure. And it's a hundred day commitment to write every day, nonstop. And I completed my new album, writing my new classical album in 121 days. Amazing. So it was perfect. I mean, the timing could not have been better. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, we'll come on to that uh, a little bit more yeah. shortly. Um, cause it's very interesting how you've uh, how you've gone about that. Um, yeah. Now, as you told us briefly on email, you've you know, you've definitely done your rounds as, uh, you know, a live musician. Uh, on yeah. the circuit tell us about some of the names you've worked with as, as a keyboardist right firstly yeah. um and as a musical director as well um yeah. with some really big names uh, in music yeah. um yeah. you know tell us tell us about some of those okay well my first tour um was with justin timberlake it was the uh justified tour amazing um, from there i went to backstreet boys never gone tour and then back with justin for future sex love sound a short stint with Rihanna for Good Girl Gone Bad, John Mayer for uh, Battle Studies, and then back with Rihanna for the Loud Tour. Uh, Demi Lovato, I was her music director, and um, and uh, did some touring with her in 2013. And then in 2014 was Michael Jackson Immortal with Cirque du Soleil, which was life changing. Really, and really. In 2014, I kind of sat down for a minute. I was a little sleepy, a little tired. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so, like, yeah, like I say, uh, some some huge names there. And um, was it quite back to back for a few years? Did you was that? Did you say like so, oh, so 2014? Was that the point when you was like, right, yeah, let's take a break? Yeah, I needed a break. Like it was back to back from about 2003 to 2013. Okay, okay, yeah. So 10, 10, 10, 11 year run of just touring. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, when was the sort of like breakthrough moment for you? Um, I mean, you obviously, you've had a very kind of musical upbringing as well. Um, Mm -hmm. when did you first actually start out music and and when, when did you sort of get your first big break, I guess? Well, I started music at age three. My mom was, uh, put us in, me and my sister into classical lessons. And then, um, I just studied classical music until around age 16 or 17. Then a lot of jazz college. Um, I studied 
um, composition. And then I studied engineering at Full Sail for about a year and a half. And after that, I had the big break, which was uh, I met Kevin Antunes, who was the music director for NSYNC, and we just vibed and jailed so well. And Justin was doing his first solo tour, and that was the break. Amazing. Amazing. And just jumped on board like quite organically, just got invited onto the onto the tour, yeah. right? Yeah, super organically. It was great. Great stuff. Great stuff. And you also mentioned just now um, the Michael Jackson Immortal Cirque du Soleil tour, which you was was on. And you said that was quite a defining moment for you. Tell us about that. Yeah. There is something to be said about the Michael Jackson legacy. There is something to say to be said about him, even though he's not here, the energy and the music and the vibe, it, it continues. Absolutely, um, yeah. I was had the pleasure of sharing the stage with some guys who actually toured Michael, like uh, Jonathan Sugarfoot Moffat and Don Boyette and um, John Myron Clark, rest in peace. Um, but s- some really, really amazing people. And then playing to Michael's masters every day yeah. was yeah. the real kicker, you know, to be able to hear the voice that, you know, the, the guy, you know, everything that was he did in the studio um, to kind of be in your ears and playing music along with it is an absolute honor. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I said, the, the energy and the vibe of it is just, I mean, it's life changing. I've learned, I learned so much stuff from being around the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine, man. It's, uh, it's quite incredible, actually. Quite yeah. an insane opportunity. Yeah. And also on the production side, um, you've, you've worked with some big names as well. You've worked with Timberland. Yeah. Um, and and had releases with Estelle, Hayley Reinhardt. Tell us a bit more about that. Is that something you're still quite involved with, the music production side nowadays? Yeah, uh, a little bit less than before, but I'm sure that's something that will be... um, I I love producing. I love making beats. Like, I love love being just alone with my computer and just with the headphones on and just sitting there for hours just making beats. It's amazing. Um, But it's something I've been involved with, with some really cool people like I, I it's a pleasure to be in the studio and actually have learned from timbaland um to work with uh england's own estelle yeah. um who's, uh, who's like family she's and great, yeah. um she's amazing um and th- like to work with musicians like with Haley ranhart that was a band and it was me producing a band okay and i just love that like there's nothing better than working with people and um actually getting some great vibes and great, you know, music together. And, you know, the jet, when the band all locks in, there's no better feeling for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Was that most of the, so most of the stuff you, you've kind of historically done, has that been in, in LA? Um, I know you said you're in Vegas at the moment, but you usually yeah. based in LA, right? Yeah, I was in LA for 14 years. Okay. So cool. everything just, I just moved to Vegas in uh, 2019. So. Oh, okay. Pretty, cool. Cool. New. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, and yeah, you, I mean, you mentioned, uh, I mean, the good news, you, you know, you enrolled in Seth Godin's, uh, creative workshop and, mm-hmm. you know, you spent a long time, uh, writing your new solo piano project, uh, yeah. which is, you know, a really interesting time to be doing that. You know, people are listening to more music than ever, I would say at the moment, especially with streaming services and stuff. It's so accessible and, and, uh, you know, artists and musicians are really, um, just diving into projects and really using this as an opportunity to, kind of brush up on their production skills maybe and learn like you know really dive into the craft um in a really meaningful way was that uh you know when you saw that opportunity with with Seth Godin was you like right did you did you have that spark straight away did you did you kind of have an idea of what you wanted to do already or did it sort of evolve as the uh as the project went on as the workshop went on so to speak 
Yeah, this was, uh, this definitely, I definitely did had no idea what I was doing at first. Um, my publisher at the time, Billy Mann, called and he said, you know, you should do a solo piano album. And my first thought was, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, I, you know, for being a producer and working with bands, now, you know, you're asking me to be alone and yeah. do something. Yeah, where do you, you start? Know, yeah. Where do I start? So uh, I just, you know, kind of walk into it, you know, and the second day I was actually, actually the second day I was writing, he sent me a riff that Seth Godin had said about the creatives workshop, about being a creative. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it and I said, wow, Billy, that's so cool. Like everything he's saying is so true. He says, well, he's starting this workshop. Would you like to take this workshop? And he enrolled me and I made the commitment. And from that point, that's where I learned about creative process and accountability and so many other lessons that, you know, make a great creative and also allow me to have this new creative practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I had figured it out yet. I hadn't figured it out yet, but the hundred days, once you built that much momentum and you stay committed for that long, the answers come to you. Absolutely. You know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of hammering through a big project like that in in um, kind of quite a short time frame, really. Um, mm-hmm. Proportionately, must have been uh, quite a yeah. quite an enlightening experience, I would imagine. Um, what's what's sort of the main thing that you've taken away from that, Charles? In terms of uh, you, like you said, with your creative process and and streamlining that side of the craft. What what have you sort of learned um, coming out of the uh, of the of the project? I've learned that being creative is a generous act of service. Yeah, Everything I like that, that I do now yeah. is of service. Like mm-hmm. I understand that what I am doing and the fact that I have been given this gift is something that is was given to me to give to, to others. And, you know, that's pretty much the, the, the life-changing experience was learning that what I did was for other people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you on that. I, I, you know, when I ask uh, ask some musicians about that, they often say the more sort of true to yourself that you are with your writing and and, and you know and your um, the way you go about everything, the the whole process, the writing, the recording, um, and then you you end up with something that's really you know the fans uh, or your audience really identify with and uh, yeah. on an emotional level, and that's um, I mean that's a success when that happens, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, you also recently signed a record deal, I understand, yeah. with um, yeah. with Warner. Tell, tell us about how that came about. I mean, and sort of what the plan is for releasing music going forward. Well, it, it all came about because of the 100 days. And, you know, it was the commitment. And and Billy Mann, he, he saw, you know, he saw the, you know, this thing that was different and new and fresh. And um, I guess he went to Warner and they, you know, agreed and they wanted to sign Black Bach. And I said, you know, this is amazing. It was just an amazing Friday. I just remember that Friday and just (laughs) the energy that I felt on that day. Like, um, but going forward, we're looking at um, releasing music uh, in February, starting a rollout probably later this month. Nice. um, For socials and and such. Um, It's just been an amazing experience. This has been like the wildest unpredictable i can't see this coming things are falling upon me yeah, sort of yeah. experience and you know the the more that i feel that i give the more that i feel that i that i'm receiving 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's been a crazy, it's been a crazy almost a year, I guess now. Um, yeah. um, but it's great to hear that you've, you know, a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are kind of adapting, trying to find their own way through this thing. And, um, yeah. it sounds like you've been on that side of it, yeah. you know, which is, which is, which is great. Um, yeah. tell, tell us about a bit more about the writing and recording process for the album. Um, I mean, was there anything you did particularly differently to maybe previous projects you've worked on? Was it a bit of a challenge in the pandemic logistically? Yeah. Like if, for me, it was a lot of, the writing process is completely different from everything I've written before. I mean, I've never written classical music before. I didn't even know I could write classical music yeah, until yeah. I actually sat down and started doing it. Um, just learning how to, it, it's the one of the most amazing things that you can observe is the actual sessions where the songs have been written. Because if you zoom in to the song itself, it's about maybe three minutes and 30 seconds or four minutes and then if you zoom out to the whole session, you'll see 300 minutes of material that just kind of went into this little three minute yeah, package. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, and to write 11 songs in this way was, you know, like I said, it was, a, a, it was like climbing a mountain, yeah, especially for intense. someone had, who had never done it before. Um, luckily I had some help with transcription and getting everything down on paper. Um, but then there's the, the learning process, the memorization process, and actually studying for the first time. I mean, I've studied, uh, you know, Beethoven and Bach and Chopin, but for the first time now I'm studying Black Bach and I'm like, wow, I'm studying my own music. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a strange feeling, but um, the recording process is, is pretty simple. I mean, it's just me and a piano, you know, yeah. me, piano, press record. Um, I did a series of recordings here in Las Vegas, didn't like them went to Connecticut. Um, we did some recordings. They were good, but we thought we should take one more shot at it. And maybe about a month ago, I went to Red Bull Studios in Santa Monica. Nice. And just a beautiful facility and beautiful Yamaha piano. And we did it. And like, it, it all came out, you know, the flow was there. Yeah. And for yeah, two yeah. days, you know, just me and a piano and an engineer. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And was it was it quite easy to get studio time as well? Obviously, you know, with the, with the pandemic, it's it's caused a lot of restrictions. But a lot of studios have actually stayed open. Um, yeah. Was that was that quite an easy process? Just getting in and out yeah, booking pretty, sessions? Yeah, it was pretty easy. I mean, I'm not one of those people. You know, I've been in those sessions where it's like 25 people there and three people actually make music. Yeah, I've yeah. been in a, a few of those. No need. This no was, need. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just me, an engineer, and you know, just us, just yeah. two people. Yeah, you know getting it done but it feels quite nice in that sense in contrast to some of those bigger sessions just stripped back you know just yeah. simple write the music record the music there you go yeah. yeah fantastic yeah um now how long have you been using um jh in ears um oh, because i know that's um a bit of you know a bit of kit that's quite probably probably essential in your kind of um musical arsenal i would say um how long how long have you been using uh jh audio oh i've been using jh since maybe 2007 2008 and yeah. you know shout out to kevin glendening for you know bringing me into the fold of jh i mean he was the, the modern engineer for the future sex love sound tour okay yep. so we've always been very good friends and had a relationship since then and um he's just 
you know, I've, I started using JH and I've never turned back. So it's been a long time and, yeah, and I'm yeah. still loving the products. I'm still love, you know, my inners are my everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. There's nothing better to have on an airplane full of crying babies. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting that use out of them. That's uh, yeah. yeah, a nice alternative use. Yeah. yeah um, what What do you like most about them? I mean, to, and to what extent do you would you prefer to use in ears as opposed to uh, on stage wedges? I mean, it might be quite obvious. Obviously, you've got a lot of um, a lot of feedback, a lot of stage sound going on um, when you've got wedges, yeah. Um, yeah. and a lot of acts are, are, are gradually moving over to the in ears side. Um, but what do you, what do you kind of really prefer? You know what? What, do you, what advantages do you see getting out of your in ears, and, and and what models do you have at the moment? Uh, right now, I have JH sixteens. Yeah. Um, one of the advantages I see is, especially as a musical director, is to keep the stage volume lower. Like it's so essential to make sure that you know we're all communicating with each other on stage, but it's not like you know the guitar players. I have never in the history of guitar players seen someone turn an amp down. <laughs> so that's the thing <laughs> you know so it's better to have in-ears where everybody can kind of fit in their own space it's the stage volume is a lot lower um and the clarity is a lot better you know especially in, in large like arena or stadium situations where there's a lot of noise mm-hmm. um it's just easier to to hear that way even for me now using them with with just a solo piano i feel like when i'm using a keyboard or something if it, it gives me an intimacy that i don't get from you know, using a wedge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your, do you have a kind of a little studio set up at all? Obviously we talked about the, the production side. Um, what's your kind of, um, do you do stuff in the box? Uh, what do you have a kind of, um, what's, what's it like? What's your studio set up like? My studio setup is super simple. It's my laptop and a MIDI keyboard. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's so simple now, you know, I can remember days where, you know, um, like the the late 90s, early 2000s, where I first went to engineering school and, you know, we were still learning about tape. And I went I went through the ADAT days and I went yeah, through yeah. the DAT days and all of that stuff. And I'm like, now I just have a uh, like a small MIDI controller <laughs> in my laptop. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It. Amazing. Which um, which software do you use generally um, uh, in terms of your workstation? Ableton. Okay, cool. Ableton Live, yes. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. And uh, what other kind of, in terms of while we're on the on the gear side, what other kind of favorite instruments or, or bits of audio gear do you kind of, what, what's like your go-to bits? Yeah, well, I endorse a Italian company on the keyboard side, Dexibel. Okay. And they make it a brilliant, 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 brilliant product. Um, the keyboard modeling is second to none. I mean, I swear it makes it easier to write an album like mine when you have a piano sound that's that's rich and it just responds the way it does. Mm -hmm. Also, um, uh, I have a, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? An endorsement with um, Arturia. So I use a lot of their products now, especially like the the new stuff like Pigments and um, the V Collection. Um, Yeah, uh, Audio-Technica on the mic side. um, Okay. Yeah, it's just pretty simple. Like I said, my setup is super, super simple in the box. Not a lot of gear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, the audio technical mics are, um, are the, especially the instrument recording mics are um, pretty spot on, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, pretty, um, pretty good. Um, just need one from JH now. Just need an endorsement from the from those guys, <laughs> which uh, I'm sure won't be too and hard JH, for you. of course, I use it for everything. Like, <laughs> even when I'm making the... the um, 
when I'm doing anything musically, like I use on my laptop, I always use my in-ears. I don't use anything else except for my in-ears. When I'm practicing or writing, that's all I use are my in-ears, like the JH audios. There's this, I mean, there's no nothing else to use. I don't use like big cans or anything like that. I, you know, um, for me, making music or making beats is some, somewhat personal. So it's easy yeah. that yeah. I can just, you know, throw in my in-ears. Yeah. And like you say, they give you that really kind of intimate um, yeah. experience as well when you're doing so. Uh, which yeah. probably keeps you more focused as well, I would imagine. Absolutely. In that sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Less cool. noise around, more yeah. focus in, in what you're doing. Of course. Yeah. And uh, what else have you kind of got in the pipeline? Obviously, it's, it's you know, everything's on hold in terms of, of live events and gigs at the moment. Um, so I'm not sure if you've got anything planned on that side. But obviously, you mentioned we've got the album to look forward to, which hopefully will be released next month. Is there anything beyond that that you're working on at the moment? Um, right now I am working on, uh, just ideas and concepts for a live show. Um, I think I may do something for a Valentine's day. I'm not sure. Okay. Don't, you know, quote me on that, but, um, most of it is coming up with the ideas for, for, you know, what does, even if it's a virtual show, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What is a black box um, show? Yeah. Like, what is yeah. a black box show? So we're, we're, myself and and a lot of good folks at the label are working on those ideas and concepts now awesome awesome have you have you kind of thought about the live stream route a lot of artists have have been doing a lot of uh that kind of stuff um just to kind of stay engaged with the fans um on their socials and stuff have you thought about going down that route yeah it has been considered um like i said this won't have anything that we're we're you know sold on yet so you know, we'll see as, as the year unfolds um, exactly where, you know, the black box experience will be. Will it be a live stream or will it be like live with small audiences or okay. things of that sort? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, lots, lots to look forward to then, um, yes. which is great um, considering there's a lot of neg- negativity going on uh, in yes, the world at the moment. In America, so, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, in America for one, but also <clears throat> worldwide, you know, it's um, yeah. a lot of, like we mentioned, a lot of people are struggling and it's it's great to hear that you're kind of thriving as it were, um, yeah. Charles. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. Um, well, thank, thanks so much for uh, for joining us today, by the way. Thank it's, you um, for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, it's been great. Um, was there anything you wanted to, to mention for our listeners um, going forward just to, um, just for the... Uh, yeah follow on socials my instagram right now is wilson charles official soon it will be black box but right for now it's it's still the old name okay um transitioning evolving transitioning. making that evolution yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's a, it's a rough thing to transitioning sometimes <laughs> but it's happening so just follow on socials and uh the music will be out sometime this year and i just hope that it connects with people um in a way where you know it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's made for people who want to step away from the noise of mm. everything that's going on. Mm. So mm. that's its purpose. And I hope it's its purpose. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll leave it there. It's been, uh, it's been great chatting to you, man. Um, until awesome. next time, uh, take care, stay Absolutely. safe and all that. And best of luck with the, uh, with the music. Thank you so much. You have a great day. And you take care, Charles. Headliner radio supporting the creative community.